I have a habit of like I'll go on Tinder, I'll like match with all these guys and be like, yeah, like let's hang out, and then that day I'll be like, no, I don't want to, and then I just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's and then I don't like message them ever again. <laughs> It's a power move. I guess like if you never really had that interaction, you can't really call it ghosting. Yeah, because we never actually met and we're not even texting. I thought I was over him, but... Well, you know, when you break up, how you say things you don't mean? Well, he says the mean things you don't mean, but he means them. Real love, consuming, can't live without each other love. everyone and welcome to Unboyfriendable. I am here with one of my best friends, Rebecca Siegel, and she's going to be talking about, uh, I guess, something that is both the meaning of and the antithesis of, oh my god, I said that with a lisp, <laughs> antithesis <laughs> of um, being unboyfriendable, which is being unboyfriendable by choice. So yes. <laughs> something I don't know a whole lot about. So um, I guess before we start, Rekka, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am currently a PhD student uh, at Temple. I live in Philly. I have a very cute pug named Sprout. And I'm just living life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. And uh, because you're like a PhD student, you've come prepared with tons of research, which I'm super <laughs> interested in hearing. But I guess the first thing that I want to address is because like I up until recently have been a serial monogamist. And I feel like the people who listen to this podcast might be <laughs> a mix of both. Um, how... How did you kind of end up here? Was it intentional or? Um, definitely not intentional. So like growing up, like middle school, high school, even college, like I was not someone that like guys were ever interested in. And maybe like they're ones that were, but like I just, you know, like when you're younger, you think like no one likes me. And like, even if someone shows interest, you're like oblivious to it almost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now it's sort of the same thing. It's just like. Not you. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're, we're like turned off by people who are yeah. into us. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, I've been rewatching a lot of Sex in the City and I'm just thinking about how like they would just be out like at the grocery store and a guy would like pick them up and I'm like, if someone talked to me today while I was grocery shopping, I would just like run away. <laughs> That's something that I thought was very fictionalized until I moved to New York and it's oh, like 100% like accurate. Yeah. Hmm. I guess everyone in Philly is just, like, meaner. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. Maybe not mean, maybe, like, passive, maybe. Yeah. New York's, that like, a place sense. you have to hustle. I guess that goes for, like, selecting a mate as well. In Philadelphia, you can just kind of just kind of You can cruise. just do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry for that. Sound. You got distracted. I'm drinking iced coffee. <laughs> um, okay, so... um. I guess like the bombshell that we should have started with is that you are 29. I am going 29. On 30. Going on 30. You, you never had a boyfriend. I have never had a boyfriend. Yep. 
I don't but, say that in like a mocking way. It's just no, really yeah. fascinating to me. And I'm a little I'm a little envious, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like I actually discovered this recently that I'm not as much of an outlier as I thought I was because of TikTok. Um, so I actually <laughs> yeah. Well, so I got a TikTok um like a couple weeks ago. It was this girl who had just turned 30. And she was like, I'm making this TikTok because, like, I'm 30. I've never had a boyfriend. And, like, I want to see if anyone else out there is, like, in the same boat as me. And there were all these comments from women, like, 29, 30, even, like, 30, like, in their mid-30s, basically being like, yeah, like, I'm in the same boat. And, like, if it happens, it happens. But, like, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah. And I guess is it, in your case... Is it for lack of trying? Is it because you're happy? Is it just because it has never been like a top priority? Like break down for me like how, um, like what it was like, not just now in your late 20s, but even like in your teens when everyone's starting to have their like first romantic, and I use that really lightly, <laughs> interactions. <laughs> well, I guess in my teens, I mean, I was like the weird emo kid but like I didn't dress like cute emo like I just wore like oversized <laughs> band tees and just like converse that's and, cute like, <laughs> um and I had like crushes on guys but like they were never reciprocated um so like high school just like was not it for me romantically and then college I was definitely more reserved in college I didn't put myself out there probably as much as like I should have in college So I didn't really meet anyone then. (laughs) Um, And then in my mid-20s is when I first, like, started dating. So I guess you could say I'm a late bloomer with the dating scene. Um, I, like, dated... The first time I dated someone, I was 24. Um, And it was, like, someone I met on Tinder uh, for, like... We dated for, like, a couple months. And then I think because I started dating so late... When I see like any red flag, I'm just like, nope, done, end it. So like, what um, what would a what would a red flag be for you? Well, with this guy, he never wanted to like do anything. Like he would just be like, come over and watch a movie, and he'd be like, or he'd want to come over and watch a movie at my place, and I'd be like, can we like go out to eat? And he'd be like, no, I don't feel like it. Mm. So like, I want to, you know, like I know I want to be with someone who likes to do things and like likes to plan activities yeah so it was almost like a situationship kind of thing exactly yeah um and then I dated one other person like two years after that and he was terrible also (laughs) and then I think after that I was just kind of like not like done with dating but I would just like go on tinder and match with people but I never saw anyone who I thought was like worth my time I guess um so yeah I mean I guess they're not on tinder that's what yeah. I've learned <laughs> and <laughs> not to, I, I, I not to shit on anyone who's like met their their other half on tinder but I don't husband. think that's really what the app is for no to be fair um, um. <laughs> and then like hinge and bumble came out and they seemed like more promising but also around my mid-20s is when I started grad school in my PhD program and I was just so busy that I was like I would rather spend my free time like focusing on my friendships 
and like the people who I know I care about versus like wasting two hours on like a date that could go well but like most likely won't go well (laughs) and then I'm sure um like witnessing my messiness didn't no have a relationship either um cool okay so I I know that it's it obviously worked for you like you're getting your PhD and that's super (laughs) hot in its own way um but do you did you ever feel like you were missing out I do sometimes uh or I guess I did I did sometimes uh I guess do you still? I feel like sometimes I do when I see like, you know, like the cute posts on like Instagram or like sometimes there's things where like, I don't know, like, you know how there's certain things where like you don't really want to ask like a friend to do it with you and you're like, this would be cute if I was like dating someone almost. So I guess like stuff like that. Like, uh, I want to like have an example for that, but I all I can think of is like cartoons and shows from the 90s how they used to go to like the state fair and the tunnel of love yeah like i don't want to go the only couple specific activity (laughs) that i can think of or like those uh resorts in the poconos with like the heart-shaped jacuzzis oh and like the the champagne tower that you can take a bath in the the mirrors (laughs) that's actually where um that's where my parents went for their honeymoon they went to they went to one of those like rooms that had like the heart jacuzzi with like the rose petals i have always wanted to do that except i also think it'd be kind of fun to just go by yourself yeah or like worst case we'll just do it and we can take like cute pictures (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um there's there's like a sex in the city quote where they're like maybe our friends are our soulmates and guys are just someone to have fun with yeah and I used to be like that's so corny but now also I'm like oh that's actually probably not wrong yeah um okay so going back to like the the boyfriend stuff um do you feel like not dating or not having a boyfriend do you feel like it's made you more sensitive to red flags and that like now that you're sort of ready to date, do you feel like you never really got a chance to explore that more and you're kind of seeing everything as a red flag? Or do you feel like you're more decisive than ever before? I think because of where I am now, I feel like I know what I'm looking for more almost. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like in the past, like I had friends who like, they would date these guys with like all these red flags that like I would notice like right away and they'd be like, no, like it's fine. Like he'll grow out of it. And then he doesn't. I feel, no, I'm not using I feel you attacked an right now. No. So you're like, I he's not this... going to grow out of it. He's 40. I mean, was I wrong? No. <laughs> um, but I can think of actually one example. I had this friend throughout like, high school through college and she was a serial monogamous like she always had a boyfriend and like they were terrible and I I would tell her like why are you dating this person and she'd be like well I just like don't want to be single and I feel like almost seeing that like gave me the opposite mindset where I'm like (laughs) I'd rather be single than be with someone who like I don't know like doesn't text you for like four days (laughs) 
Yeah, no, because at that point, it's like, is it even a relationship? Like, is it better to just be single at that point and not waiting around for a text that's going to be, like, definitely disappointing when it finally arrives? (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I I think that's completely valid. Um, Do you feel like now at this, like, state in your life, you can kind of... Like, I guess navigate, is it? Okay, so I feel like you're sort of dispelling the myth that in order to know what you want, you have to find out what you don't want. And that's kind of the whole idea of dating and becoming partnered. Um, So it kind of sounds like what you're saying is that that's a lie. Like, you don't don't need that. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a full lie, but like... I guess for me personally, like, I don't need that, I guess. Like, I don't need to go through something bad to know that I don't want something bad. Yeah. Um, Or, oh, my God, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. Like, um, not, wrote, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say now. I had okay. something in my, I had something in my brain. It's okay. I can, like, cut this part out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I lost track of what I was going to say. It's okay. Um, I guess kind of like going off of that then, like obviously we're going to like sum up all of this advice at the end, but would you have like, uh, because that's probably like the biggest feedback that I get on this podcast is people are like, I love what you're saying, but I need to go through it myself. (laughs) And like, Mm -hmm. do you think people could save themselves a lot of heartbreak in the future by just sort of like, Like how, I guess what I'm saying is how did you really take stock of what you want and what you don't want without experiencing it either positively or negatively? So, well, so what I did at the beginning of this year is I told myself I was going to manifest like meeting someone. (laughs) Um, And I was talking to my friends about this and they were like, what you should do is just like write down a list of like what you're looking for and like what things you're not looking for. So that's what I did this year. And I feel like that's something like anyone can do. And I feel like most people know, you know, like things they're not looking for. Like you're obviously not looking for someone who's going to ignore you for like a week. So you can write <laughs> stuff like that down. <laughs> um, um, what are some more examples of that? Because like I know it probably seems really easy for you because you've been doing it for a while. But say for like someone like me and I'm not even really sure where to begin. It's like mm-hmm. I have an idea of what I want the end game to look like, but I'm not entirely sure of like the process for getting there. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I feel like what you could do is kind of like sit with yourself and think about like the end goal you have in mind and kind of what steps it would take to get there and like what kind of things you're looking for in a person that will kind of lead to that end goal. So like for me, like I need someone who's going to be very communicative towards me because my brain overanalyzes everything. So like I personally need someone who's like going to either like spell things out for me or like not make things feel very like fuzzy in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, that's an example of something that like I would personally be looking for. Okay. And then how did you kind of like come to that conclusion about yourself? Um, well, most of it was honestly through friendships. So like, even Mm. with friendships, I kind of view almost, 
I think because I, also I've never been in a relationship, but I kind of view like friendships and relationships as like a similar thing. So like what I want in my friendships, I would want in a relationship also. So that's kind of how I am with friendships too. Like if I'm friends with someone and they're like not being very communicative with me or it does things don't feel direct, I might get very anxious about that friendship and think like something's up. Okay. That's like completely fair. I think that that's a really good way to look at it as like, because it is, it's still like an interpersonal relationship and we need to like kind of communicate the same way throughout like our platonic and our romantic relationships. Um, When did you kind of like make the decision that you were ready to maybe not settle down, but look for something <laughs> more serious? Um, Honestly, I think when, when, um, honestly, I think when the pandemic started, I realized like I am ready because I had all this free time <laughs> to kind of <laughs> look for someone. Um, so that was kind of when I realized I had like the time because with dating, especially now how it's like all on apps, you need, do need to set a time, set aside like a f- good amount of time for it. You can't just like go on hinge for like 10 minutes and then like expect to find like the perfect person for you. It seriously um, is like working in sales. Yeah. Like you my, get your prospects um, and you get them in the pipeline and then you got to <laughs> nurture. It's it's like, it's kind of stupid. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. My one friend told me like she was putting in like an hour a day on dating apps and then she met someone and she's been with him for like almost two years now. <laughs> so, so it ended up paying off, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess I need to say, like, I am seeing someone right now. So I guess it does work. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to kind of like press you on that, of course, like within <laughs> within your your comfort zone. But what do you think changed? Do you think it was that you took a more like pointed approach that you were more intentional, that you knew what you wanted more than anything else, sort of like a mix of everything? I think it was a combination of everything. And honestly, I think like sitting down in the beginning of the year and being like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I, my Venus is in Virgo. So I'm very picky, very selective. And I think that almost helped me in a sense because I would like look at a profile and be like, okay, like that's not what I'm looking for. Um, and it's funny because the person I'm seeing now, like I almost canceled our first date like I always do and then I was like no like I'm gonna meet this person (laughs) so it must have been like a sixth sense like intuition thing yeah I guess that's um it's so interesting to hear you say that because I I can't even tell you how many times I've been like nope not feeling it and it kind of becomes like habitual almost Mm -hmm. um what what about this one felt different to you I honestly don't have an answer. <laughs> like, yeah. Which sounds crazy, but like, well, I, I don't know. I just... the answer. It's like yeah. you trusted your gut. And I feel like mm-hmm. someone who's not being intentional or like knows themselves would really be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I also, <laughs> he also like didn't text anything creepy, which like. On dating apps, like that happens after like two mess. Like it goes from like hi, the bar is literally the floor. (laughs) Okay, but like I've texted so many people from dating apps where they'll be like, "Hey, how's your day?" Like it starts off normal, and then like two seconds later, they're like, "Uh, 
like what are you wearing or like they just said yeah. something creepy and then I'm like when did we navigate to this part of the yeah. conversation they'll be like hi how are you and you're like oh I'm good how are you and they'll be like I need to see your pussy now <laughs> have you ever noticed on dating apps um guys will be like uh don't ask me how my week was I want to have real conversation and it's like how do you start something like that like oh did you did you make your father proud like like what like what do they want or like those are the people who just send you like a dick pic on your first like, like immediately message with them. yeah yeah because yeah. they don't want a conversation they, they just want to want to send you a dick pic <laughs> gross you figure they would learn by now no they haven't <laughs> never <laughs> they never will <laughs> yeah okay so I guess kind of like going back to like the dating app conversation it seems like dating apps have actually made dating worse because it's like oh I agree. have this like burden of knowledge and this like burden of choice and uh like you're swiping and even if you found someone it's kind of tempting to be like oh well what else is out there so mm-hmm. what is your advice for like getting around that I know that there's some people who are just like I deleted the app it's out of sight it's out of mind but I know that not everyone can really do that I guess I would say like well I guess it depends too like if you go on a date with someone and you aren't like exclusive le- eh, exclusive yet I can't talk it's okay <laughs> um <laughs> I it's guess a, it's a like, word no one wants to say. Yeah. No one wants to say exclusively. <laughs> no one wants to say uh, <laughs> No one well, wants I, to be the I, first one to say it. That's say. very true. Yeah, I guess it also depends on, like, how long you've been seeing the person. Like, if you've gone on a f- few dates, you haven't had that conversation. Like, I don't think there's harm in going on the dating apps. But if you're someone where, like, you've gone on a few dates and you see it progressing more, then, like, my best advice is just to like not go on because then you're gonna think like oh like I could meet this person like what if they're better but like they might not be yeah yeah it's sort of like it's like Schrodinger's boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) um okay so kind of piggybacking off of that um when would you say like when you're seeing someone is a good time to maybe like pump the brakes instead of like trying to make it official because I feel like maybe you're going through this right now even though I I can say from an outsider's perspective (laughs) that yours is going favorably but let's just say that it wasn't and you're like past that like two date point and then you like you can't just ghost them (laughs) what what would your advice be because I know that there are a lot of people especially now in COVID times, who'd be like, you know what, I'm just going to take it. Like, what? Like, just how keep do you, dating them, kind of? Yeah, like, how do you wriggle yourself out of it, I guess? Well, I guess what I would say is first, like, f- figure out if seeing them feels more like a chore or if it, you're, like, actually excited to. Because sometimes with dating, like, this has happened to me before where, like, I was dating someone for, like, a couple months, but, like, I wasn't that excited, but I was like, this guy likes me, so, like, I guess I should keep dating him almost so yeah like it kind of felt like a chore more than me being like oh like I'm excited to plan this date so I'd say if it feels more like a chore then like just end it it's not going to be worth it in the end I do think it's really interesting that you brought up um well like this guy likes me and I feel like that's sort of this like scarcity mentality that people Mm -hmm. have when they especially when they grew up ugly like I did 
and it kind of <laughs> me too sounds like you did um yeah because it's just it like sounds you, like you grew up ugly too <laughs> yeah, like you, you get these crushes and they're like never it's always unrequited and it's just mm-hmm. sort of like wow I might not ever find someone so the first person who shows interest in you just sort of latch on and mm-hmm. I I think like this is something I need to work on for myself but I remember hearing about the black swan theory where it's like um like not seeing a black swan doesn't disprove the entire like the existence of black swans but seeing one proves its existence entirely so it's sort of like if it happened once it's not like lightning or winning the lottery like there's a chance it'll happen again it's just like how willing you are to let it happen Mm -hmm. this reminds me of a traumatic experience from college um so i had a friend we're not friends anymore um but it was kind of based off that I I think I was like complaining to her about how I was single as you do when you're like 20 in college yeah. um, and she was like oh like this guy I know thinks you're cute and like he I was not interested in him at all um, and she was like well you should just date him anyway because he likes you and I was like no <laughs> like yeah so like she had I guess that you, mentality though. what good for you though oh thanks <laughs> Yeah, well, he also, like, was, like, openly very, very conservative. And I was like, do you know me? Like, (laughs) no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he he had the Confederate flag in his, like, dorm room. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, and you went to Temple? I went to Drexel for my undergrad. So Drexel has more surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of people with, like, their parents' money. Yeah. Who go there. So they kind of seep in. Yeah, no, the, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, what if I was like, I can change this man into being a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and you would just meet in the middle and become like Joe Biden centrists. <laughs> That's where um, I would have been today if I did date him. <laughs> yeah, just posting <laughs> cope on the timeline. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I think that this actually opens up a really, really important conversation that. I'm sure is kind of still unresolved for you as it is for me. And I think every human being on this planet is vulnerability and just the, the cruel, cruel fact that in order to have a successful relationship, you have to be vulnerable and how that's sort of a skill. And I just want to know what you think about it and like where you are. I mean, for me, it is very hard to be, vulnerable even in like my friendships it's hard for me to um but when I was writing out my list of like things I want and things I don't want like I want someone who's gonna like uh, not like push it out of me but almost like initiate those conversations and the person I'm seeing now kind of does that so I can be vulnerable but like I don't initiate it I guess Okay, and I think that that's actually a really good start because, like, who knows, someday you might. Um, And I guess that's sort of, like, my follow-up question is how do you know – so I'm going to, like, completely rely on you for this because if there's anything that anyone has learned throughout this podcast is that I give my (laughs) vulnerability away way too fast. (laughs) So um, how how do you sort of, like, guard your heart while knowing – 
when is right I guess it's sort of like you said like knowing your boundaries and Mm -hmm. working around them yeah I guess it's just like knowing how much to give away without giving away too much like on your second date you're not going to share like all your traumatic experiences in life but like I mean unless you want to (laughs) I think it's really funny because this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done especially because now I'm one of those people that's like trauma does not exist in the way that we think it does but um my ex I think I told him I loved him like a month and a half into our relationship and I did it by like writing down every traumatic experience I've ever had and then at the end of it being like I love you and then I had to sit there while he read it I'm pretty sure we were laying in bed naked and he was like reading it and the whole time he's like silently reading it and I'm just sitting there like oh my god first of all what if he doesn't say it and second of all like can I leave (laughs) and I was like pretending to be asleep oh my god (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something that, like, I feel like people who are seasoned in having relationships for years and years, like, still can't find the balance because self-preservation is obviously a really big, like, I'm not, like, I'm one of those people who can be kind of prickly and part of that is just because I've been, like, burned so many times. So vulnerability is something that's getting, like, more and more difficult for me. But then also on the other side of the spectrum, you have you, who, like, with friends, you might be better at it. But in, like, a relationship context, it's sort of, like, uncharted territories. And maybe we're just all bad at vulnerability. <laughs> I mean, I feel like our generation is bad at, like, a lot of that stuff. Uh, I don't want to sound like an old person, but, like, it's no, of it's technology. Fine. It's social it is, media. But it, it has. It's made us more like reserved and guarded. Like we don't even have to leave our house to like communicate with people now. Yeah. And we can just project what we want. Exactly. And we can like manipulate our feeds to like things that like suit us and like that we believe. Like, so I guess that could be part of it too. Yeah. But um, I also think too, like when you're with the right person, being vulnerable will be easier. Like if you're with someone who like makes you question yourself and like question your feelings or question even like your relationship, like it's going to be harder to be vulnerable because you don't know almost like how they're feeling. Like if you're with someone and you know, like, okay, this person does like me, like they're showing me in these ways, it might be easier to be vulnerable also. Mm. Okay, cool. And I guess kind of backing up a little bit because it seemed like you had a lot of thoughts on social media and relationships so I just want to I want you to freeform it like I want to hear some of your thoughts like posting about relationships or just like what it's done in general general, yeah I think it's made everything worse yeah (laughs) well because also like even when like you match with someone on an app you can like find their LinkedIn, you can find their Facebook, like you could do all this digging, like you could know their whole life story. You call it digging, I call it due diligence. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, LinkedIn, I think is like the most important. You got to know like their career trajectory and all that stuff. I can't tell you how many times I've been burned though, because I like look at their LinkedIn and then I'm like, fuck, you can see who looks at your LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) that's why you got to do it logged out (laughs) um that reminds me of when I was in my early 20s um my ex's father was I guess trying to like 
creeped me on Facebook to make sure I was suitable for his son. But he was such a fucking boomer about it. He didn't put my name in the search bar. He like made it his status. Oh, no. (laughs) And he was like that for like a week. No one told him. (laughs) No one said anything. That's the best part, I think. Yeah, it's like. It's like it was like sandwiched between two like Christian Garfield memes, <laughs> like the boomer oh kind. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's make it personal then. Like, how do you feel that your approach to social media has become now that you are seeing someone? I mean, I feel like I use social media the same way still. I feel like in general over the past year, like I've just been posting on my story less because I just like don't care enough to like Mm -hmm. let everyone know what I'm like doing all the time yeah um and I feel like too like when you start dating someone like obviously like I'm not gonna be on my phone the whole time I'm hanging out with someone who I like just started seeing so like there's that weird like phone etiquette thing almost it's like when have we dated long enough that I can like text my friend back when we're hanging out? Because <laughs> mm. right now I'm still in the stage where like I'm not on my phone at all. <laughs> well, I think that's actually a good thing and it should yeah. probably stay like um, I know my another really close friend of mine, Dan, who I have another podcast with. You might know him. Um, <laughs> he told me that when he's with his girlfriend, he puts his phone on Do Not Disturb. And they've been together for a, a little while at this point. Like, he's he's using the, the girlfriend moniker. Mm-hmm. So I think it's maybe, like, a good habit to get into, honestly. I it's think like so, too. When you're with someone, they have your undivided attention. And then when you're apart, you can kind of, like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my love language, too, is quality time. So, like, I don't want to spend time with someone who's just, like, on their phone the whole time. Yeah. No, I get that. That's mine, too. And I'm always guilty of being on my phone, which is kind of Oh, me, too. Ironic. With friends, I'll be on my phone, like, the whole time. Well, I, I think that's like how you know time. you're, like, a good friend with someone. Like, yeah. the last time I came over to your apartment. We, we were, were just, on our phones the whole time. We were, like, sitting on opposite sides of the couch. And it's, like, that's a that's a good friendship. It's, like, you don't feel, like, like pressure to do stuff. Well, like, we, we, were, were on our, we were on our phones, like, look at this idiot on Instagram. Yeah, we were, like, sending each other things. We, yeah, exactly. That's that's a good friendship there. Yeah. Um, I want to change gears a little bit because I know that you've done – some research and I feel like we've talked about like some of just I guess like pragmatic um topics when it comes to not dating but I know that there's actually a pretty strong argument for not dating or at least Mm -hmm. not for a while and I know that it's probably something that's going to keep trending because I don't know if you saw this, but like at least male virginity rates are just climbing. Yeah. Um, and um, and- <laughs> Gen Z like does not want to interact with anyone like ever. So like they're going to be the reason like we don't have any more children being born. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know if you've seen like TikToks of like Gen Z being like dating someone. No, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, I they're mean- just like opposed to like human interaction. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that can be said about that. I think it's <laughs> it's it's probably not a good thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, do you expect them to want to deal with other people? Because no, <laughs> look at the world right now. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So let me know some of what you've learned. Well, so 
I did find out that the number of individuals in the U.S. that are single has basically been growing since like the 1950s. And when you um, so say the, single, do you mean unmarried? I think in this case, it's people who aren't married. Okay. Um, and the most recent year I could find was 2016 from like the census. Because mm-hmm. I don't think the new census has come out yet. No. Um, so 110.6 million U.S. adults were single, which is about 45% of adults. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Wow. Um. And then I found some interesting findings from, uh, her name is Bella DiPaolo. She uh, is a professor and researcher at the University of California, California Santa Barbara. Um, so she conducted research on study or on people who had just never been married. Um, and she found that those who were single had an increased sense of self-determination And they also experienced continued growth and development as a person versus individuals who were married. And she also found that those who were lifelong single people, so like these were people I'm assuming who like just chose not to date anymore. Like they're done with dating. They're not getting married. They're just like, I'm single forever. In Um, the uh, evangelical (laughs) circles or ex-evangelical at this point, we know this as I kiss dating goodbye. And usually that ends in marriage, but you could just keep letting it go and go and go and go. So she found that they were more self-sufficient, which I feel like that makes sense because you're by yourself. Um, And they also had less of a chance of experiencing negative emotions, which is interesting. Mm. Um, And just Like in general? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. What, yeah. I mean, when I look back on like the last 10 years of my life and all the times I've been like significantly depressed, it's usually after some sort of relationship upheaval. Yeah, I'm assuming or during she, uh... just like the the entire length of a a bad a bad certain long distance relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I'm assuming those negative emotions are, like, things associated with dating. So, like, if someone breaks up with you unexpectedly or just, like, even just, like, the stress of dating in general. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, she found that autonomy and personal development were enhanced in single people over those who are married. Interesting. I I am kind of interested in... Maybe revisiting these stats in a few years because it seems like especially our generation is much better at striking that balance than maybe our parents' generation was. Mm -hmm. Like I know – like my parents, I guess they're pretty progressive as far as uh, like former evangelical (laughs) adult (laughs) conservative people go. But like my parents will go on vacations without each other. Like they'll – like they have their own hobbies but I know like some of their friends who were like I would never think of leaving for a vacation without my spouse or like my spouse and I do everything together whereas people our age and even like I think it might have started with some of like the younger gen x people um where they're just kind of like yeah we live our own lives um but we come together when it's important Mm -hmm. um and I think that that it'll be interesting to see like 10 years from now um if it's still the same i mean i feel like having kids uh in the mix kind of like might ruin that (laughs) dynamic but (laughs) at least for now i feel like no one's having kids 
Yeah, I feel like from our parents' generation to now, like, dating and relationships have changed so much. Like, my parents got married when my mom was 22 and my dad was 25. And, like, when I was 22, like, I wasn't even, like, marriage wasn't even, like, a goal. Or, like, I wasn't even thinking about marriage. It's Um, really funny because I got married at 24. But look at me now. Um, well, there, I think there are studies too showing that like overall our generation is get getting married later or even like not getting married. Like a lot of people are just like in like lifelong partnerships and they're like, I don't really need to get married. Like it's not even like a goal, I guess, for a lot yeah. of people. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's fair. I mean, it, it was funny because my mom and I like on my wedding day, she was like, oh, you're 24. I was 24 when I had you. Um, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> and I, I was You're like, like, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because now I'm getting divorced, but <laughs> like, um, and I've, it's been the longest divorce ever. Um, but I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see how like things change mm-hmm. in relationships. And it's also interesting to see like kind of off topic, but how like my parents generation even handles divorce like so differently than our generation like we're best friends and we like co-parent our dog together whereas I feel like my parents generation of like the older gen xers are like hope I never have to do that bitch again like (laughs) yeah they like avoid all contact yeah where I feel like people our age if they're getting divorced are like we're still friends like let's hang out still yeah (laughs) we just don't want to be married yeah um which I think is a good thing because I think it takes a lot to know like when to call it Mm -hmm. I think people just let it drag on and on and on and I actually talked about this in my last episode I feel like people just uh, like say you met your person um I don't even know if that exists for everyone but I do think that there are certain people we maybe get along with better than most like who's to say that if you're just together for six months that makes it any less like special or significant than if you're together for like 50 years Mm -hmm. um there's always like outward factors in it which I guess um brings me to like a not so good topic which is like When I was sort of like doing a little bit of research on people who don't date, it seems like a big reason for it is that like, I guess it's sort of like self-sabotage in the name of self-preservation where it's sort of like, if I never fall in love with someone, I never have to get my heart broken. And I want to know how you're sort of working through that. Yeah, I feel like, at least for me, like I never went into not dating with that mentality um of being like oh like if I do date someone's gonna break up with me eventually I went into it more being just like honestly I didn't have a lot of time for it and I knew I didn't have the time to like put effort into dating um but I know that that's like a big part of it for some people and I think the thing is like stuff like that can happen with like any type of relationship in your life. Like it could happen with your friendships and things like that too. So like, if you always have that mentality, like you're, it's just not going to be good for you in the end. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. Um, I like that because I'm one of those people too who gets like really fatalistic about relationships. (laughs) Like um, just because like they've never really 
ended well for me but I guess it's like that's why it's so important to like know yourself outside of a Mm -hmm. relationship before getting into one um I thought that's something that might be fun um unless you have something else to say do you have anything else that you want to say I don't think so um (laughs) I feel like we've said a lot (laughs) I feel like I might be putting you on the spot right now oh no Um, (laughs) but I thought it would be fun for me to swipe through some dating profiles (laughs) And get your opinion. <laughs> yes. Mind you, I this have is, a lot of opinions. <laughs> this is West Virginia. So. Oh, so this is going to be a lot of fish. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping. So this is actually Hinge. Oh, okay. This is Hinge that we're going through. And I just, I, I put no filters on so that we could really oh, so we're going to get like the full scope of West Virginia dating. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay, well. This guy has, um, I'm just going to like describe him to you because this is a podcast. His first picture is a selfie, which I'm always a little leery of. What are your thoughts on the the selfie? It depends because there's like selfies where I'm like, okay, like this looks good. But you know, the selfies where they're like holding their phone like under their chin and you're like, why did you think this was a good picture? (laughs) The dad angle. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, if it's a dad angle selfie, no. If it's, like, a regular selfie, I'm not completely opposed. Yeah. Um, the key to his heart is great conversations and maybe mm. even a little debate. A debate? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's going to be one of those guys where you text him, he's just like, sup. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he says he loves great conversation, but, like, doesn't initiate anything. The debate is like you internally questioning if you should text him back. Um, he has a dog. It's a cute dog. Okay, that is it's a, a cute little dog. dog, but it's cute. Yeah. First round is on me if you can make me laugh. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I feel like he's like trying to prove that he's like a gentleman, but like isn't probably a gentleman. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel guess like we're... if you. If you have to put that you're going to pay for someone, like, on your profile, that's probably a bad sign. Well, on Hinge, it's a prompt, which I think is a really yeah. weird prompt. But you also don't have to go with you it. Can you choose can pick any prompts. of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, no, I want to choose the prompt that shows that, like, I will spend money on you. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we're going to say Terrence is probably a zero on the binary and that we would not. We would yeah, not I think we right. would swipe. We would swipe left on him. Sorry guess, if you're listening. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say his name. <laughs> He's going to be listening being like, how could you? <laughs> um, so this next one, we'll, we'll call him Schmerick. Um <laughs> uh, He's what I like to refer to as a, a self-referential um dating profile in which he says i'm looking for and his thing that he's looking for is a reason to delete this app oh i hate them people say that (laughs) (laughs) um uh my simple pleasures hot water hot cookies and some chill music does he dip his cookies in water? Oh. Because that's what I'm gathering from this. Yeah. So he might be oh. like a psychopath. Like, I don't know. Oh. Oh, sorry, I just knocked my thing over. Um. I just knocked my whole table over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, uh, yeah, I guess while he listens to like chill hip hop beats to study to. Lo-fi um, beats. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Um, this year, I really want to grow my business, renovate my grandmother's houses, and invest. What's See, his business like? I, yeah, that's what. Okay, according to his profile he went to recording school i get really mm. turned off when someone uses exclamation points i know this is like like very, too many i i feel like any i feel like this is this is me being a little bit of a bigot but it just seems like a female trait and i don't even like to use them. <laughs> i do but it's more like of an anxiety thing because i'm like if i don't put an exclamation point like they're gonna they're gonna think i'm mad at them or something yeah they're gonna think i'm a bitch um <laughs> but here's the thing so this profile is like I'm I'm going with it's very much a no, but then mm-hmm. his height is six What's his five. Height? Okay, so that may be a yes then. <laughs> I mean, it could just be like one of those one date wonders. Like you go out once, you might have an okay time. You just wanted to make sure he was actually six five, and then you don't see him again. <laughs> oh my god, I love that we're both like no until we see six five, and we're like yes. <laughs> Does it say his sign on there? Because that's no. important. It does not. Hinge needs to add that. If I had to guess based on that profile, I would say Aries. Yeah. Have like Aries energy. I can oh, see this, that. This has one of my immediate left swipes, and I want to hear your thoughts. I geek out on The Office. Nope. Swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is like, okay, I don't hate The Office. I've watched it. I'll watch it from time to time. But if that's like your personality trait, like you should have, you should get a hobby. (laughs) Oh my God. Almost as if on cue. The next one, uh, we'll call him um, Yevin. My mantra is Bears beats Battlestar Galactica with five (laughs) exclamation points. So he's a nerd. See, but like... (laughs) objectively well, that's, that's i don't office. hate a nerd that's an office uh, reference. yeah clearly i don't watch enough at the office yeah. um if you have like parks and rec the office or the big bang theory in your profile i'm most likely gonna swipe left yeah oh the key to his heart is supporting the philadelphia eagles <laughs> i don't know maybe you should swipe right i don't know if there's a lot of those <laughs> in west virginia uh, he's five seven. Oh no swipe left the, the that's five like my seven height. yeah the five seven and the 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 uh the office is go birds it's a fatwa (laughs) all right let's see i'll swipe right on him just to say go birds and then unmatch (laughs) he needs to know there's a fellow philadelphian here oh no (laughs) this next one this next one is pretty pretty weird so it starts i this man just really I'm going to go ahead and say this man needs a therapist more than a girlfriend. So. <laughs> you know, if they made Hinge, but for finding therapists, I think that would help a lot of men. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like one of those people that's not like, all men need to go to therapy because I feel like that's just painting with a broad brush. But if there's anyone who needs there's, it. It's There's this some man. that do. <laughs> so he says, OK, biggest risk I've taken Moving 600 miles to West Virginia to finally finish my last bit of school, despite not knowing anybody and having gone through some rough shit that led me here. That seems like a lot to be putting on a dating app. Like, I would be fine if he was just like, moving 600 miles to West Virginia for school. But like, why do you need to put like, I went through some rough shit? Like, what? What is that? 
Rebecca, it gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he chose the prompt an overshare, which I feel like oh. the first one might have been. Um, I have some scars on my body. Not self-inflicted, but yeah. Uh, one on my back is rather large. I'm well-traveled. We can unpack our traumas later. I mean, maybe he is the one for you. <laughs> and then... <laughs> There's a prompt for photos, um, and this photo says, my vulnerable side, and it's uh, the office meme, but he replaced <laughs> some of the words on it. So it says, uh, have you seen the episode where it's um, Phyllis's bachelorette, and then they have a bachelor party for Bob Vance in the basement, and they're like, mm-hmm. who wants some man meat? Um, it's that, but instead of saying man meat, it says... Who wants some validation and love? I do. I want some validation and love. Yes, this man needs a therapist. Oh, my God. And then the last one is also a meme. It says, this could be us. And it's a picture of Charlie Brown. And he is walking through leaves. And he says, I wish I were walking with her. And above it, it says, when you see a girl wearing all black with pink hair and looks like she'd be down to strangle you to death. I don't know. Maybe this is the guy for you. I think you should swipe right. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to never try to cross paths what's, with this What's human. his height? Guess. I want you to guess. 5'8". Yes. Wow. 5'8", which all, we all know means 5'6". He's giving off 5'8 energy where he, like, could be taller than you, but, like, he could also be exaggerating. Yeah. I think you should match with him and then, like, send him a link to, like, how to find a therapist in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, this next one is very, unfortunately, my type. Is he so. a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he has a picture of him shooting a gun. <laughs> Um, Those are like your two types. (laughs) Yeah. His name is Michael. And I have like such a weakness for men with like very waspy names who like go by their full name. Like I I love a Michael. I've gotten Mm -hmm. into trouble with an Andrew. Um, I love like a Philip. Okay. So in addition to the gun, which I feel like is an automatic left swipe for you. Yeah, for he me says, it is, but for you it is not. <laughs> his most irrational fear, robots. I, I would argue that's, that's a honestly, rational fear. I think that's pretty rational. Like <laughs> I've seen iRobot. <laughs> I know what can happen. <laughs> we all know the singularity is inevitable. <laughs> um Okay, so let's talk about Um, let's see, I'm looking for another good one. This one says unusual skills, communication. Uh, That means he's bad at communication, right? Because that's what I'm gathering. If you say that you're good at it, then you're not. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I'll agree with that. Um, Now I want to look through and see, like, how Philly's doing. <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. Let's let's switch. Let's see. Uh, oh, let's I see. found see the worst man. This man oh. looks like he lives in Fishtown and, like, only goes to Elbar. Of course. Oh, yeah, because, okay, typical Sunday. Hanging with my pup. Bar patio hangs. Vintage shopping. I feel like I might actually know who that is. (laughs) Do you know an Andrew in uh, Fishtown? 
Oh, no, he's from Louisiana. Why is he showing up on my hinge? <laughs> he must be, like, really venturing out there. He went on travel mode because he heard that Philly bitches are down. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Philly's not doing great. I don't think it's just Philly. I think it's I think everywhere. It's, yeah. Let's debate this topic. Is a calzone a quesadilla? I hate these because it's like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, like if I say yes, what are you going to say? If I say no, why Why do you care? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you just want to be quirky. Oh, yeah. Here's another red flag. I'm looking for deep conversations, meaningful interactions, cute flirts, picnic dates, someone to watch friends with on HBO Max, LOL. He wrote LOL. Um, it's like it's like he took like a Twitter word cloud and he was like, "What do women like? <laughs> women <just> like <laughs> talking, friends, and picnics. <clears throat> like this is just this is AI. Like that's what that is. I've never watched Friends, so I don't think he's the one for me. Yeah. Also, friends I have no just, plans on it. Yeah, Friends is just the office for people slightly older than us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I I feel like that was either very. Uh, do you have any more? No, it it's just bad. Like it's a- just all bad. <laughs> so I guess the main takeaway from this exercise is don't do it. <laughs> just don't go on hinge. <laughs> just don't do it. Um, actually, and- the moral of this whole episode is just don't date ever. <laughs> just don't date. <laughs> Find out how to reproduce by budding. <laughs> we were starting off like being so positive, being like, you can be single and meet someone. And now we're like, why would we ever want to date ever? Yeah. Like five minutes on a dating app is like, you know what? I'm good. We don't we don't need to perpetuate the species. I think we've proven that we don't deserve it. It's very true. <laughs> but then on the other hand, it's like, but all the wrong people are having babies. Like I look here in West Virginia and there's just like, I love West Virginia, but it's definitely um, a, a testament of the, the people who maybe should not be having like 12 kids, like having 12 kids before <laughs> they're 35. What is it? 18 <laughs> kids and counting? Yeah, exactly. What was that? Like the Duggar family? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like that with with a do they like, have like all colorful 12 kids hair. like like on a rope so they don't lose any of them because that's what I'm I- imagining. <laughs> <laughs> OK, but do you have anything else that you want to add? I guess to wrap it up like more positively, because <laughs> yeah. we kind of ended on like a negative note. Yeah, I feel like this is something I've thought about a lot, but I feel like society always teaches us like. If we're single, we're, like, less than, like, we're not, like, a complete person. And just, like, if you are single, like, you're still a complete person. And, like, yeah, like, obviously being in a relationship is nice. And I'm not saying, like, no one should ever be in a relationship. But just, like, I feel like when you come to terms with the fact that, like, you're a complete person still. And, like, if you are looking for a relationship, like, it's someone to, like, compliment you, not, like, complete you. I think, um... That's a good thing. <laughs> and what do you think are some actionable steps that people can take to making themselves almost better in that way? Like, how can they 
start to like separate from that idea that like you must be partnered like how do you become happy with yourself I think just like taking time to like be by yourself and like even if it is like I'm gonna take a detox so actually there's some girls on TikTok who are doing like dating detoxes where like for like a month or two they're not going on dating apps they're not trying to date and they're using that time to like sit down and like think about like what they're looking for and like taking the time to like be more like introspective almost um so even like something like that even if it's just for like a month just to like get out of that mindset that like you always need to be looking or you like should be in a relationship and it'll be more like when you finish that you aren't gonna think you should be in a relationship you are just gonna think like it would be nice to be in one so like I'm gonna look because I know kind of like what I'm looking for almost Okay, yeah, I like that. And I guess to sort of like aid with that, do you have any recommendations for like good solo dates that people can take themselves on? Like what what, what have you done? Yeah. I mean, I live in a pretty like walkable area. So like I'll just like go for a walk and like go to like a cute coffee shop, like get a nice coffee and like I'll just like walk around the city. Like I love doing stuff like that by myself. Um, I mean, I like to go like, thrifting by myself also because when I thrift with other people I always get annoyed because they're taking too long (laughs) to look through stuff (laughs) 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 like you know when you go with someone and they're like I haven't looked through like this little tiny rack like in the corner (laughs) um Um, yeah but just like stuff like that in that way and like worst case like I'll just put my airpods in so then like I don't feel as like weird being by myself (laughs) Okay, and then one last question. Um, I know for a lot of people who have been in relationships in the past, uh, cooking for one can be really difficult. What are some of your favorite cooking for one (laughs) meals? Uh, I like to do the, uh, you buy a bunch of frozen stuff from Trader Joe's and you just kind of mix it together. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite Um, Trader Joe's item? I love the, I do like the frozen like pasta dishes a lot. Um, so like the frozen like gnocchi, um, I also like their frozen fried rice. That's pretty good. I make tacos a lot. I'm also a big, uh, salad kit person. So like an easy dinner Mm. for me is I just buy a salad kit, make the whole thing and then add like chicken and that that's my dinner. It's a single hack. Yeah. But I do waste a lot of food also. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, (laughs) it's just like inevitable. I was actually, I was joking with someone that like, they need to sell like condiments and like perishable things in like single people sizes where it's just like yeah. enough for like one or two meals <laughs> yeah exactly especially because like I don't know people meal prep and that's really cool but I can't have like the same thing every single day I yeah can't. I can't I've tried it it didn't work for me yeah I just end up sharing it with the dog <laughs> <laughs> all right so where can people find you so you can find me on Instagram at at Rebecca Siegel, uh, spelled like the bird. Uh, my Twitter is private, so I will not be giving that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, awesome. And your podcast. Oh yeah. So I have a podcast with my friend Jocelyn. Um, we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but we do have a bunch of episodes up. If you want to listen, it's called like as if, and we talk about like nineties and two thousands pop culture, which is one of my like favorite things to talk about. I feel like I have like a vast knowledge of that. Okay, cool. Um, I encourage everyone to go listen. It's like a really fun, like lighthearted, um, 
like just a good dose of nostalgia. I love to listen to it while I work, um, especially because I feel like I missed out on all that stuff being like a homeschooled Christian kid. So it's sort of like I'm experiencing <laughs> it's like a learning it for the opportunity. First time. <laughs> yeah, it's like helping me to better assimilate to people my age. <laughs> You're like I can talk to uh, millennials now. <laughs> yeah, like I can use I can finally understand these outdated references. Um, <laughs> Cool. And so for everyone, I uh, recommend you to share this with your friends, rate, review. And uh, as always, you can find me on my Instagram at E-M-R-I-C-C-H-I-N-I and uh, at the T-H-E-E unboyfriendable. Um, I guess that's it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.